0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bucketeers podcast. Been a while. Been a couple of weeks. We've been on a little bit of an off-season, but now we're back. That's our break. That's our off-season. Tampa Tone's here. Stunna is supposed to be joining us. We got a couple of the Bucketeers out of the building. Kat wants to give his sorrows that he can't make it tonight. He let us know, and uh, hopefully Honcho's feeling better, or man Honcho, or other co-hosts. Is out of the building under the weather tonight, and Bucko the Bruce is still at work. So I'm holding it down here until 7.15 Eastern Time. Tampa Tones here talking about, obviously, you see the jersey. The update on Lenny F., what's going on with him and Donovan Smith, and what's expected out of a couple more of these Buccaneers players. So um, I've been hearing rumors and talking to a couple people of late. We'll get to that and so much more. And we're going to go over everything as Mike says. Thank you, Lenny, our man Mike. That's how we're all feeling. He's contributed. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about so much more. Stay here on the Bucketeers. We're going to roll the intro and we'll be back in a flash. This is our last episode with the old intro on the Bucketeers. Keep up with us on Twitter at Bucketeers, on Instagram at BucketeersPod, and on Facebook. At Bucks Life News LLC. We'll be back in a flash after the intro. Stay with us right here on the Buccaneers Podcast. I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there, bro. That that game atmosphere was ridiculous. The energy, the electricity. played place was rock, Anyone was there, and a lot of the a lot of the uh, Super Bowl fans were there too. The, the and- Tampa tones. We are joined by Lead Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show. Of WDAE, uh, Pat, Donovan. Pat Donovan, and it sounds like Stunna is fumbling a little bit. Gonna put him on mute for a sure, second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat Donovan. It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like he got a little. <laughs> nah, no, my my uh, camera's broke. Welcome back. Into the Bucketeers podcast, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, Tampa Tones here, your host for this evening, taking you to the 7.15 hour, 6.15 central, so we got a lot of time left here, follow us on Twitter, ask us questions at Bucketeers, keep up with us on Instagram at BucketeersPod, leave a comment like Mike did on Facebook or YouTube, we'll post it, we'll get into it, and so much more shows out of the building sick. We wish him well. Kat says he wishes he could be here. He has prior obligations. Bucko is still at work, and we're hoping Stonek could join us. We'll see if he does or not. But Tampa Tones here nonetheless bringing you your latest and greatest on the buck. So first, let's get right to it. The big news today, Leonard Fournette, as you see Mike's comment. Thank you, Lenny. Leonard Fournette is officially... Going to not be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer comes the 2023 NFL season. This is a guy who came here in 2020 after getting released by Jacksonville. Fans were skeptical of him. You know, he had some good times in Jacksonville, but he got released out of nowhere. Obviously, they were rebuilding, so that's one reason why he was released. But people were a little skeptical of Leonard Fournette at that point in 2020. The Buccaneers brought him in. Brady wanted him here. So Brady got him. Lenny F came here. Lenny F had a bumpy start to his Tampa Bay tenure. No doubt about it. Ronald Jones has taken up a lot of the backfield and Ronald Jones is producing. We also had LaShawn McCoy, the savvy veteran at the time himself. So um, Lenny F had some competition and uh, there was rookie Keyshawn Vaughn as well at the time. Lenny F was a hard head in the locker room he was mad that he was behind rojo deservingly so no player likes to be second but it started affecting his persona his play and then super bowl champion at the time had coach bruce arians called lenny f into his office and said hey get in here let's have a talk you either get with the team or you're gone you're out the door what happened? Leonard Fournette stepped it up ever since then. Rojo ended up getting COVID down the stretch. Rojo ended up getting injured. Lenny F playing time went up. His tick went up. Everything about his performance went up. That's how he got the name Playoff Lenny. Then the Super Bowl came, and he made the Chiefs defense look foolish out there. That's how he got Lombardi Lenny named. Then the Bucks brought him back. He doesn't only have nicknames. He now now has a Super Bowl ring, and the Bucs brought him back in 2021. He produced at a really high level. Some of you remember his walk-off touchdown, well, near walk-off touchdown run against the Indianapolis Colts, and that sealed us the game then. And he had some big-time plays, like against the Rams in the playoffs. And then just this year, he had so many catches out of the backfield, got off to such a good start against Dallas in Week 1. So he really turned the corner. Leonard Fournette's Tampa tenure will never be forgotten. What he's done for the Buccaneers will never be forgotten. The culture he helped build for the Buccaneers in the locker room will never be forgotten. The things he did for the city of Tampa will never be forgotten. But now here's some info and details about the Lenny F. release. Apparently it was partly request of his own per Rick Stroud. So this is all per Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times who sat down with Lenny F. He had one of the first articles that came out about the news that Lenny F wasn't going to be a Buccaneer next year. And Stroud says this on Twitter, Fournette told me he knew the team is rebuilding once Tom Brady retired and just wants to win. Winning is everything Fournette told me, that's all. In my last three years here, that's all we've done. But since my guy Brady left, that's why I came. So my time here was up. Fournette told the Tampa Bay Times he requested to be let go by the Bucks following the 2022 season. I asked after the season to be released, and they respected my wishes, Fournette said, so no bad blood, he added with that. So it really sounds like Leonard Fournette was a man who – Came to play in Tampa, perhaps, because of Tom Brady, and you can't blame him, right? I mean, I'm guessing a lot of veterans did, such as an Antonio Brown. We've seen that before, regardless of his situation. Julio Jones probably came here thinking he'd have a good chance to win with Tom Brady. Um, You could go on and on. Akeem Hicks, yada, yada, yada. Shaq Mason probably wanted to be traded here. So a lot of veterans came, LaShawn McCoy, not to mention, a lot of veterans came here because of Tom Brady. And Leonard Fournette is one of those veterans. He admitted it to Rick Stroud today. So we did it not only as a cap casualty to save cap, but let's be honest, his performance rate last season and what we were paying him, it just didn't add to the production. So Lenny F., we all appreciate what you've done. I got your Super Bowl jersey on. Big fan of yours. Uh, My pops is a fan of yours. We're all a fan of yours. So uh we wish you the best in your future endeavors wherever you may land. We know you're gonna land somewhere sooner rather than later. As you said, winnings are top priority, so go out there and try and win another Lombardi. Not gonna hope you win one because uh that means the Buccaneers probably aren't going to win that season. So uh, yeah, Lenny, and we got more breaking news to talk about, about our left tackle, Donovan Smith, number 76, former Penn Stater, former protector of Tom Brady's blindside. i want to give a quick shout out quick to, uh, Jess Ann met her on the cruise, tuned in on Facebook live. That's pretty cool. Our Kansas city friends, congrats to them. And the chiefs winning the super bowl. So that's pretty cool. The power of Disney cruise. And you never know who you might run into and who you might meet. So, uh donovan smith was also well projected his release according to pewter report they came out with an article saying how the buccaneers are projected or expected rather i should say to release donovan smith now this was an expected move alongside the leonard Fournette move those were both pretty much expected in that aspect but uh, that leaves some question marks about the Bucks' offensive line, left tackle. Will Tristan Wirth shift from right tackle to left tackle? Or will they draft the left tackle? Will they bring in a cheap veteran left tackle? And then the big question is, what happens with Shaq Mason? I really hope we hold on to him. He was a beast last year. J.C. Allen said that himself. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting to see the Bucks' offensive line shoveling shuffling around I, I expect worse to get a crack at left tackle I expect Luke Odecky to get the first shot at right tackle Hainsy, left guard Jensen center and then the right guard position expected to be Shaq Mason as long as he's here Mike D comments on Facebook QB talk should be the focus I'm not very confident in Trask or Gabbert well we're getting there Mike hold on brother we will be there in a couple of minutes but we have to talk about these two big moves today the Leonard Fournette move and the Donovan Smith move well potential moves they're looking pretty official a lot of people expected him uh, they're coming out a little sooner than we might have thought though these are going to save the bucks cap and quite frankly both guys were overpaid at this point in their careers on how they performed last year especially maybe if both of them Performed a little better. Brady might be back. Nothing against him. I love both Leonard Fortnite. You could tell by the jersey. I love Donovan Smith. He's my guy since Penn State. But let's be real, neither quite lived up to their bargain. And that saves the Bucks a lot of money. And this is the first of what's expected to be a couple cap casualties. Well, we won't call them cap casualties even just because they weren't living up to par. So this is expected to be the first of a couple releases still to come by the Buccaneers team. Other possible options of players who might be gone, according to folks like Joshua Kieppo at Pewter Report, shout out to him for his fantastic work as a cap analyst over there. He does a tremendous job and um, he's a great guy. So just Go follow his work. Go follow his stuff. But he projects some possible cap casualties as Cam Bray tight end. I mean, he might retire or we might release him. Either way, I would not expect Cam Bray to be back. He listed Donovan Smith as a potential. It looks like that's coming true. Listed Leonard Fournette. Lenny F. as a potential. Looks like that is coming true as well. Other potentials that we haven't mentioned yet, Russell Gage. Uh, he would save the bucks a pretty good penny. I mean, he's due 10 million this year. His cap hit would be a little less than that. So, um, yeah, we'd save a couple million by releasing Russell Gage. Is it worth it to you? Would you rather pay him the 10 million over the duration of at least this year and then see where he's at next year? Um, you know, the bucks have a pretty good three receivers when they're all healthy, but We're allocating a lot of dollars there, and you guys know Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are not going anywhere. And that's been reported by guys such as JC Allen of Pewter Report, Greg Allman of Fox Sports, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, JC Cornell of Draft Network. And that's that reasoning their reasoning behind it specifically is this uh you know the dead cap hits of both of these players would be astronomical so if Godwin or Evans aren't playing on the Bucks next year it would cost the Bucks a ridiculous amount of money for them to be playing elsewhere against their own cap and both of these guys are still producing at such high levels that I don't see the Bucks in a rush to get rid of them they're going to help the quarterback play next year whether it's Trask or another rookie, or another veteran. We'll talk about that here in a couple minutes since Mike D was asking about quarterback play, but we got to talk about this sort of stuff first. And then defensively, you don't really have too many cap casualty um, concerns on the defensive side of the ball. Things you could do is restructure a guy like Shaq Barrett or Vita Vea, perhaps, to get their money down a little bit you could extend guys as well you could extend a devin white you could sign a levante david longer term to make his dead cap hit not as much money so there are things you could do defensively to perhaps stretch out the cap kick the rocks down the road a little bit and then special teams wise Suckup might be a cap casualty, but some interesting news today, and this is from Rashad White himself, the new Bucks running back one, at least at this point in time, we're all rooting for Rashad. He had a nice rookie season, showed some potential, showed a lot of promise, played banged up a little bit, but we all thought Rashad White announced a number change. His picture on Twitter is on the Bucks in a number three uniform, currently occupied by Ryan Suckup. So when all that happened, we put two and two together, and we thought that Ryan Suckup was as good as gone already, and he's still probably going to be a cap casualty. I'm 95% certain of that. So, probably nothing's going to change. But, interesting news Rashad White said he's not changing to the number three. So, I've seen that pop up on Twitter. I've seen a fan ask Rashad White, hey, are you going to change your number to three? Um, talking about buying jerseys potentially, yada, yada, yada. Rashad White said, nope. He's actually not changing to the number three, but he's going to change to another number. So that provokes me into the thought that the number that he might change to would be one because Jalen Darden was number one, and now we don't have a number one. We have a number nine, Joe Tryon, Shawanka. Rudolph was eight. He's probably gone, so it could be eight. Number seven, is Camarda, or um, no, not Camarda, but number seven isn't going anywhere. Five's Camarda, but uh, I I don't see him taking seven as that was just Lenny F's number, obviously. So I don't see him taking Lenny F's old number. That'd be a little weird for Rashad White. As Rob from work is checking in, gave us a like on Facebook. Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate that, Rob, Robert. Um, So uh, yeah, Lenny F number seven. I don't think Rashad White would take his number like that. Julio, uh, you know, was, there's so many numbers. Five is Camarda, four was Griffin, three was suck up himself. He said he's not doing that. So really, two is Kyle Trask. To me, it has to be number one. So I tweeted at Rashad White. Hey, are you going to change? I said number one with the eyes and he liked it. And Rashad White doesn't like fan tweets often. I noticed that. I went back through his Twitter. He really only likes tweets of Bucks or reporters. So to me, Rashad White is probably 99% chance, it seems like, going to change his number to one based on the process of elimination. He said he's not going to be three. Then all the other numbers are either occupied or were just occupied by some veteran players, which might cause a little stress to switch over to those. So Rashad White seemingly changing his number to one. And speaking of number one, Kyle Trask, will he be QB one? Blaine Gabbert, will he be QB one? Probably not. I think he's as good as gone. A rookie, will they be QB one or another veteran coming in from the outside? Will they be QB one? Mike was so curious to ask. And that's a good question. My personal Belief is this. I think the Bucks' quarterback room is going to be Kyle Trask, a veteran they bring in, probably the like of a Drew Locke or a Jacoby Brissett or a Marcus Mariota now that he's released from Atlanta, and then perhaps a late-round rookie, a day-three early rookie quarterback, and then bring back Ryan Griffin for the practice squad. So that'd be my ideal quarterback room heading into next year. I'm not counting the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Lamar Jackson of the world. We're going to pretend like those are undoable, un, unobtainable. We're going to pretend like that. So it probably is, given our cap space anyways, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Bucks best options would be a QB room that's about a Kyle Trask. And then you're talking either Drew Locke, Marcus Mariota, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold type. And then you're thinking of Rookie perhaps possibly along the lines of Hendon Hooker and then bring back Ryan Griffin for the vet minimum perhaps to keep some continuity in the quarterback room going. And if that's the case, you keep four quarterbacks on the roster, which the Bucks have done the past couple of seasons now. Last year they had Brady. Well, the past two years they had Brady, Gabbert, Trask, and Ryan Griffin. So they're used to keeping four QBs on the roster. You know, Todd Bowles will probably do. Neil comments from YouTube, what it do, bye-bye 76. Yes, sir, Neil, we were just talking about that. We thank Donovan for his contributions here. I mean, I had this Twitter comparison earlier. I said Donovan Smith and Donald Penn had very similar Bucks careers. You can follow me, by the way, at Tampa Tones on Twitter I tweeted this earlier, and Stank Bastard agreed with me of the loose cannons. He tweeted at me, "That's a good comparison." But as I pull this up here, I said, "Speaking on behalf of Donovan Smith, probably getting the boot, probably getting released, as it seems uh, the Bucks are doing that." I said, "I feel like this is Donald Penn all over again. Decent left tackle, solid, one when playing at his best, real bad slash lazy looking when playing at their worst. Donald and Donovan have had similar Bucks careers and they can be near identical one once if Donovan indeed does get released. So I don't know about you Bucks fans, but Don Donovan Smith and Donald Donovan Smith and Donald Penn blah, tongue twisters, Donnie and Donald. Remind me, similar. Uh, they were both really good left tackles in this league when they're playing at their best, but they're both really bad and lazy-looking left tackles when playing at their worst. When Donald Penn left the Bucks, it was really ugly. He went to the Raiders. He made the Pro Bowl once or twice more. Then he went to the. Washington Redskins at the time. That was their name. Don't cancel me. That was their football team's name at the time. So um Donald Penn went from the Raiders to the Redskins, had a couple more productive seasons in the NFL, and then retired a Raider. He was on the buck for the double the amount of time he was on the Raiders, but he retired a Raider. Donovan Smith, on the other hand, I think his story will be a little different, even if he is released. He won a Super Bowl here. I think at the end of his career, he will retire a buck no matter where he lands next. And Donovan Smith will probably get pretty good money. I'd say about two years, 20, 25 million out there in free agency. And he'll probably start at left tackle for a team at the very worst right tackle, but he'll be a starting offensive lineman next year. You could almost book it. If he was making less money or maybe open to restructuring his contract, I guarantee you there's a slight chance that he would still be back on the bucks next year, but we just can't afford to pay him what he's asking. I mean, there's no way possible that we can pay him. Well, not that what he's asking, but what his contract requires, which at this point in time, it seems to be, you know, right around or under just that $20 million mark. So his dead cap hit um, might be a little significant, but it, it's going to save us a good amount of money. And we're 55 million under the cap right now. So even with those releases of both Donovan Smith and Leonard Fournette, according to Evan Winter of A to Z Sports, good friend of the show, shout out to you, my friend. Hope all is well. But he says the Bucks are still sitting roughly 45 to 47 million dollars under the cap. So to me, Mike asked earlier the QB situation. That's why I think it's Trasker a lower, cheaper veteran or a back, back end day three rookie. I don't think that rookie would start. I think him and Ryan Griffin would be bench duty. You bring back Ryan Griffin for vet men to keep him on the practice squad, keep continuity going, get Kyle Trask more up to speed and that outside vet up to speed. And then you have Trask and that vet battle it out in the preseason. And then whoever comes out on top, hopefully it's Trask because we used a second round pick on him and it would be pretty exciting for a young quarterback on the Bucks who we don't have to use a first-round pick on to pan out. I think that would be great for the organization. I think that it would make it look great in multiple ways. It would make the 2020 draft look – or, I'm sorry, excuse me, the 2021 draft look that much better if Trask pans out because then you get a solid quarterback in the second round and then people could stop bringing it up. Well, maybe we should have picked a better skill player – Or, uh, you know, position player or special teamer over Trask with that second round pick to help attribute us towards the second Lombardi trophy with Tom Brady. And then we'd get a young quarterback on the other hand. So we'll see how he pans out. Uh, He had a great career at Florida. Well, a great last season, I should say. And with Dan Mullen. That's not the easiest of things to do. So uh, we'll see what happens on the Trask train. I'm all aboard if that's the case. Hell, I'd rather have it be Trask, quite frankly, than a veteran, because then two things happen. I say that for two reasons. If we start Trask, he's either going to have it, he's going to keep us competing in a low-end NFC South for the season, and we'll see what happens. Or if we start him, he's not going to have it. It's going to be a little uglier season. We bite the bullet this year, and then we prime ourselves for Caleb Williams. Excuse me. Sneeze. (coughs) Sneezing a little bit. A Caleb Williams out of USC or Drake May in the lottery next season if, uh, you know, Kyle Trask does that poorly. So we'll see what happens. But either way, I think Trask starting for better or for worse is going to help us out. In terms of them just strictly either getting a young quarterback one way or another, whether it's Kyle Trask, the former second round pick out of Florida, or whether he sets us up for a lottery pick next year and we're getting either a Caleb Williams or a Drake May type perhaps. So we'll see what happens there. But Mike, that's my roundabout thoughts on the quarterback position. I'd love to hear your guys thoughts. Leave a comment below. If you're on uh, YouTube or Facebook, if you're watching on Twitter, please tweet at us. Don't leave a comment. I'm not even sure if you can, but tweet at us on Twitter at Bucketeers or email us at ToneSportsCards at gmail.com. We'll be sure to answer all your questions on the show. We'll be back here uh, perhaps briefly one more time this week as well to talk about the combine and the draft a little bit more. But with so much news today, On the front of the left tackle and on the front of the running back or the former running back and left tackle Donovan Smith and Leonard Fournette, that obviously had to be addressed first. So we're here for about 13 more minutes on the Buccaneers until 715 Eastern time carrying you guys with the latest and greatest and we also had Jason light speak today. Obviously, he's at the Combine in Indianapolis. Well, I guess I shouldn't say obviously. Some teams don't go nowadays, which is really weird to me. An NFL Combine, you go. But Jason Light was there today, and they had some questions to ask him. They asked Jason Light about the update about Levante David. And Jason Light had some interesting things to say, including that it takes two to tango pretty much. So it seems like that him... Well, the Bucs, I should say, not just him, obviously, but it sounds like the Bucks and Levante David have had contract negotiations to this point, and it seems like uh, they have, but they haven't really gone anywhere. So we'll see what happens. Again, that doesn't really mean much because Jason Light was asked earlier today what he thought about Lenny F, and he said he thinks he still has a lot of football in front of him, especially with his hands he has. He's going to catch a lot of passes next season, and then all of a sudden he's gone. So is it coach speak? Is it draft smokescreen? I'm not really sure, but nonetheless, Jason Light spoke a lot today. He also spoke on new offensive coordinator Dave Canales. showed him high praise. The organization shows him high praise, and I'll tell you what, I show him high praise. I'm very amped, and I'm very much so looking forward to Dave Canales is the offensive coordinator this year. Don't get me wrong. Byron Lefwich was a great human being. He was just not having it as the offensive coordinator here. Cleveland me tunes in. Joe, how you doing, brother? Colts fan. So he's into the Combine. As the Combine's in Indianapolis. He's says Combine week. But really excited to see what Dave Canales could do here. His press conference, introductory press conference, he was full of energy and accountability. He said no one who loafs, which means no one who takes plays off will be a part of his offense. And to me, that stood out. And now Donovan Smith is gone. I don't think Lenny F ever loafed and took plays off, but that's where my Donovan Smith and Donald Penn comparison comes in perhaps because I love Donovan Smith, but there were times where it looked like, hey, is he uh, you know, taking plays off? Is he loafing? What's going on here? So interesting things. Around there, we got about 10 more minutes left here on the Bucketeers. We're going to do a quick glimpse, a quick look around the NFL. What's going on in the world of sport or in the world of football right now for a couple minutes before we get our close out and wrapping thoughts, wrap up thoughts as we head out. Man, time flies. I've already been talking for over 30 minutes now. Man, I could talk all day and I'm here holding the fort down Tampa Tones. Once again, Huncho's out sick today. Stunna is maybe going to join us, but he has um, meetings and conferences today. And then uh, uh, Kat is still at work, and Bucko is still at work as well. This episode was a little bit earlier. But a look around the NFL right now is um, we're going to do that. And the Godfather's in the build. And James Gruber with us on Facebook, how you doing, Godfather? He throws us a like per usual. So nice little Facebook audience today. But a look around the NFL. It says the Commander's are interviewing former UCLA receiver and head coach Carl Durrell for their wide receivers coaching vacancy. So the commanders are trying to better their wide receivers room. They have uh, everything's good, buddy. That's great to hear. Godfather, everything is good here as well. We've released Donovan Smith. We released Leonard Fournette if you're joining us late. So a lot of Buccaneers news going on Aaron Rodgers will make his first comments tomorrow since he came out of darkness. So um, again, we're looking live around the NFL here. That's interesting. Bengals executive Duke Tobin says, I'm not in the business of making other teams better. I'm in the business of making the Bengals better. Trading T Higgins is not on my mind. They want a receiver. Go find your own. The trade stuff is a little ridiculous. So Bengals exec Duke Tobin shutting the door on a T Higgins trade. Um, That's pretty big news. That's a pretty big deal there. And I thought those rumors were fabricated by one Dove Kleinman. And it turns out they pretty much just are that. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Duke Tobin, Bengals executive, also added on Joe Mixon. I'm not going to predict the offseason. I don't have the answers. saying, hey, I'm not a magic eight ball. I'm not really sure. To what the future holds. Just a few more tidbits. The Eagles have submitted a proposal to allow players the option to have the number zero as a jersey number. And that makes sense. Now that you could wear single digits, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to wear the number zero. So the Eagles are making a push at that. And last but not least, the last two things the Seahawks officially announced former Bucks and Raiders offensive coordinator Greg Olson as their new quarterbacks coach. He's been around the league for a while now, didn't have much success here, so um, maybe that'll change. But kind of funny is the Seahawks and Bucks seem to be doing some coaching swaps. We got Idzik from them. We got... Canales from them, they got Greg Olson. He wasn't on our staff recently, but from us, former Bucks coach. And then last but not least, the Raiders are adding Darius Swinton as a special teams assistant, formerly with the Chargers at the according to Vincent Bonsignor out of Vegas Nation. So a lot of NFL news blasting in, and it cracks me up because we're in the heart of the NBA season. We're in the heart of the NHL season. Baseball's about to start up. We've had some great things going on in other sports, but what's still being talked about the most? Football, the National Football League in particular, but college as well. So uh, that's just football in general. That's football in a nutshell. It's always going to be king, at least right now it is in the USA, in North America itself. So we'll see. But back to Bucks talk for the last five minutes here. We're going to flip on defense now, and again, Jason Light had some interesting comments today about Levante David, and it, it makes you wonder what the Bucks' position on defense is. Well, they need interior defensive line outside of Logan Hall and Vita Vea. <laughs> Will Golston's a free agent. Nacho's a free agent. Remember, Benning Potawai, got released before last season started. So they're a little thin on the interior D-line. As DeAdrian Sinat is a free agent as well? And so is Akeem Hicks. So there's a lot of meat to replace on that bone from the interior defensive lineman position. Then you look to edge rusher. You got Joe Tryon-Shawanka, who needs a big year this year, man. He's going into year three. He showed signs of promise last year. He built off a man rookie year. Did a little bit better last year, but still, he could do better this year, and the Bucs are going to need that. He gets to the spot a good amount. He gets where he needs to be a good amount, but his intangibles He doesn't finish plays. He doesn't finish sacks. And sometimes when the QB keeps the ball or does the QB option, gives it to the running back, that, that's his Achilles heel as well. So out of number nine, JTS, we're going to have to see improvements this year. No ends or ifs or buts about that. And then Shaq Barrett, Shaquille Barrett coming back from injury. Hopefully, he looks a little more healed. Hopefully, he gets healed because he's our big pass rusher. Wasn't having the greatest of success last season before he went down on that Thursday night against Baltimore. But he was holding his own. But after that, you look at the edge rushers. Cam Gill, who got hurt last year, he's a free agent. Carl Nassib, the veteran, former buck, and the buck who we brought in last year, he'll be a free agent. And a fan favorite, Anthony Nelson, will be a free agent. And then whether you look at Edge or interior or D. Lyman, Pat O'Connor, former Super Bowl champion, the key special teamer here, and backup defender, is a free agent as well. A lot of holes on the defense, right? Then you get to the linebacker spot. Our backup linebackers have been abysmal the past couple seasons. K.J. Britt is a lot better on special teams than he has been at linebacker of late, so we'll hope that changes Jay Garrison giving us some love. Thanks, Jay. He's checking us out. He gave us a heart on Facebook as well. But And then Levante David, if he's gone, you're going to need there. Devin White might be a free agent coming up as well. Then you get to defensive back and safety. Well, that doesn't get better. Jamal Dean's a free agent. SMB's a free agent. Dee Delaney's a free agent. Mike Edwards, a free agent. Logan Ryan, a free agent. Keanu Neal, a free agent. This team defensively is free agents galore. We really got to have a good draft. And that's why I probably wouldn't be opposed from trading down from that number 19 pick if Jason Light wants to. And we know he's a fan of trading in the draft. We traded up to get worse. We traded back to get Logan Hall last year. We traded back in the draft when we got Vita Veya. So I, I wouldn't be opposed if we do trade back we accumulate. We stay in the first round, though. Even if you move back to the 30 to 31 range and then you accumulate some extra picks, that would be fantastic because this Bucks team could use it with the amount of free agents we have. And then you could keep under the cap that way better as well. Like I said, we're about 47 million under the cap still, even after Lenny F and Donovan Smith releases get processed. Shout out to auntie Vera quick. My aunt she's viewing great aunt. I should say she's my grandma's sister. So truly awesome. She's viewing on Facebook right now, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, we're about 47, 48 million under the cap. That's after the Leonard Fournette, Donovan Smith um, expected releases do happen. So, The rookies are going to be key. That's why you trade down to me, you accumulate picks, and then you really need to, you really, really, really need to try and hope Kalen Geiger, JJ Russell, guys like that develop undrafted free agents last year. Um, Really try and develop. And we got Brian Cook, B-Rabbit, twice in one day. Hey, what's up, Brian? How the hell are you, brother? Um, awesome, he's our brother from Braves country, Armchair Quarterbacks Radio. Awesome to see him carry on to the Bucketeers podcast. We really do appreciate that, Brian. You joined us late, but better than never. We're here for a couple more minutes discussing Bucks and uh, your Bengals. We talked about a little bit as well. The T Higgins is there to stay. Joe Mixon more so of a question mark. So we covered a little bit of Bengals talk in this episode here. So a lot happening around the NFL, Marcus Mariota released today as well from the Falcons. So the sport that never sleeps, that's the NFL ladies and gentlemen, um, there's always stuff happening. So we'll see what happens here in the coming days at the combine. Again, we should be podding with you sometime this weekend for our combine pod to bring you the latest and greatest from the bucks and the rest of the NFL at the combine, it seems like Anthony Richardson's draft stock is rising like crazy. Could Will Levis's rise like crazy as well? Appears that Brandon Cooks might be on the mood, on the move. Is he going to get traded? What's going to happen with Derek Carr? These are all questions that we might have the answer to within the next couple of days because all the owners, not all the owners, but a couple owners are in Indianapolis. A lot of GMs are there. A lot of head coaches are there. So. We're going to be seeing how the tree shakes, how the leaves split over the next handful of days or so. And uh, I'm excited to see the direction of the Buccaneers. And we're supposed to be going to the draft this year. My brother, myself, a couple friends, Troy and Emad, we're supposedly NFL draft bound. So we hope that holds true. And that's why I hope we hold a first-round pick as well. I hope we trade back in the first, accumulate more picks, fill out the roster, keep those salaries low on a lot of players on their rookie contracts. so we could try and uh, maximize this roster because we have way too many free agents to even bring in that many free agents. It, it, it would be a pipe dream. But we do have the best in the business with Mike Greenberg and Jason Light in that front office to try and figure it all out for us. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, It's been an honor to be with you. It's it's just been me, Tampa Tones, here for the past 41 minutes now. Time does fly by yourself. But it is very fun talking alone, too, on the pod. So I've had a blast. It's been a heck of a 40 minutes, a hell of a 40 minutes. I want to thank Mike, Neil, Joey, James, Brian, Vera, Corey Hayes, Jay Garrison, Robert, and all the other people who have joined us tonight. It's been real on the Bucketeers, our 101st episode. Brian says, I think they figure it out and pay Higgins. Well, that's what they said today as well. They're going to figure it out and pay Higgins. I think that because the Bengals know their Super Bowl window is right now. Why would they trade a guy that would deteriorate their chance of winning or appearing in another Super Bowl? So the Bengals really need to keep T. Higgins. He's an essential part of that. They have Boyd. They have Chase, but Higgins is really a great number two receiver, one of the better ones in the game. You can keep up with me and Twitter at Tampa Tones. Keep up with the podcast at Bucketeers on Twitter, at Bucketeers Pod on Instagram, at Bucketeers Podcast on YouTube, at Bucks Life News LLC on Facebook. And then you could uh, just keep up with off-season coverage, combine coverage, and so much more. Tweet at us at Bucketeers. Email us at ToneSportsCards at gmail.com. Or do whatever the hell you got to do to keep in tune. But we'll be back this weekend with a combine show. Thanks so much, guys. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Love you all. It's been another great episode of the Bucketeers here. From Tampa Tones, on behalf of Huncho, who is out of the building sick tonight, Bucko, Stunna, and Kat. Who are stuck at work. It's been a slice. Fire the damn cannons. And as always. Go Bucks. You guys all know. That we ride with Rudd and Pewter here. Until we can't no more. Game on Sunday, man. You, I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there, bro. That, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, like I played just place was rocking. Anyone was there, and a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Buck fans were there too. But, yeah. Tampa tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show. Of WDAE, uh, Pat, Donovan. Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a until that gets a little cleared. But we're joined by Pat Donovan. It looks Donovan. like Stana is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up. Or something over there. <laughs> it does look like he got a little bit. No, my, my uh, camera's broke.